name is Gary Shotton, and I'm going to talk about a subject that uh, uh, is going to face pretty well every business owner guaranteed. You're going to be viewed by others as the guy with all the money. And since you're the guy with all the money, there's going to be certain people that figure, since you've got all the money uh, and I have a need, you need to help me with my need. And uh, you're going to have to figure out how to work through this in your own way. I'm going to share some of my experiences and how I've dealt with it and uh, hope that helps you. But uh, there's no magic answer for every situation. Now, face the facts that people will be coming to you. Now, uh, the way you respond is going to be crucial many times down the line. The way you respond this time is going to put in motion the way you respond next time and the way others see that you respond. Let me give an example. Somebody presents a need, you pull out a hundred dollar bill and you hand it and say, hey, no problem, here it is. Guess what? Those situations are going to gravitate to you because the word's going to get out. They're going to have another need, more than likely, and their friends are going to have a need and you now become their reserve cash account. They're, you're the person that you can, they can always go to. So you can't become the person that's responsible for every person's financial situation. Number two, you cannot become emotional in this whole process. There's going to be horrible situations. There's going to be situations that, that are just beyond measure that would be, tempt you to be emotional. Remove emotion. Think it through. If there's somebody has a tailspin or out of, out of control and they may need money right now, it's probably no because they need, uh, unfortunately, they need to learn the lesson that you're not the reserve bank, bank account. And, but I've learned that there are a few things in ownership that I can understand that would come to a point that I step in and help in a need. The three things in our company that I help with is when it's involved their personal housing situation. I have helped a few people buy a house. I don't co-sign, but on a month-to-month -month basis, most people have rent. Well, I'm not going to become their rent every time, but under certain circumstances, I will consider if it's a housing situation. Number two, food. You know, if, if somebody's not able to come to work and they're hungry. Now, in my business right now, that's not the case. But my previous business where I had uh, a, a moving and storage company, I'm telling you, we were not paying top dollar. And we were not getting people that were accustomed to uh, having a whole lot of surplus. And, and making it for groceries from payday to payday was difficult. So we handled it different ways. But if I start rolling out extra money every time, giving them an employee advance for every little thing they need, first of all, it's an accounting nightmare, and second of all, you've created a bad habit. At one time, I just went to the grocery store, and it wasn't the best meal, but I got a couple loaves of bread. This is back when I had a moving and storage company, and I had them get some good old bologna and some cheese, and I had to cut the bologna real thick, and bologna, real thick. And I had a whole stack of bologna where you could make yourself a couple bologna sandwiches and take them out to the job because we had people going out away from our place. They didn't have money to go to the restaurant. By the way, one of the most expensive ways for someone to live when it comes to food is buy it from the restaurant. So if somebody's going to the restaurant every little bit, I need to train them that they can buy some groceries, some cheap groceries, some macaroni and cheese like I have in the past and, and, and eat a lot cheaper. 
Now, the third, of course, I said housing, I said food, and the other one is transportation. I don't go buy people cars. I don't pay their car payment. I've had people that had a situation where they really had a need, and I said, listen, I don't have the $2,000. I can't do that right now. But I'm going to actually give you $200. I did that. And I want to make that seed money so that you can get the rest of the money from someplace else. I'm not going into loan. I don't co-sign. I don't co-sign for people. And I don't, sure don't buy uh, cars for people. So those are the three areas that I personally have kind of come to, to become comfortable doing, but always with the understanding that if I'm creating an atmosphere, an attitude, an expectation that I am their spare cash account, then I cut it off right then. So it's usually when I make an advance on some of these, I said, listen, this is the advance I could do at this point, or this is the loan I can give you at this point, but this is pretty well the only loan you're going to get for the rest of this year or the next six months. So don't, don't, I, I can be polite and make it clear, but I make sure that they're not coming to me as their source. Now, let me move just a little bit. You know that if you listen very long at all, I have a spiritual twist to what I believe in, and I trust the Almighty God for my finances. And I believe that one of the reasons God has trusted me with his finances, and that's how I view it, is because I am trustworthy. And if he can trust me, he brings more into my uh, my my storehouse, not for me to buy a bigger house and a bigger, better car, but to be responsible for what he has to help people. I, I make that analogy to bankers. You know, bankers, when you go to the bank, and I have some bank loans, I'm trying to pay them down to zero. I'm trying to be debt-free on this entire company. I'm on track. It might take a couple, three more years, but uh, starting where I was, I feel real good about it over the years. And But the banker will look at very closely what is the way you handled the money we have given to you in the past. Obviously, they have a record of my payback history on any loans. I had reason to uh, uh, check my personal credit score. I hadn't done it probably in five years. I had no reason to check my personal credit score. Let me tell you what popped up with some friends were sitting with me and I didn't know what it was going to be. I was real proud of it. I was really proud. I was within, about within 30 or 40 points of the absolute highest score you could possibly score in the 800 series. So that says my history has been good. That says on, on a people relationship, I have pay history. That says that the bank can trust me. That says that God can trust me. I'm not perfect. Boy, I've made mistakes. Don't they ever give the impression that I'm perfect on any of this. You know how you, how you uh, learn most things? You make mistakes. Uh, I like the little story where the reporter, new young reporter, came to a really wealthy, quiet guy that owned this big factory, and the guy didn't talk very much, and the reporter was assigned the job to go out and, and, uh, and make a, a news report of how was this guy successful. So the reporter's young guy, he's out there, and, and the guy, the, the, he was interviewing the owner, and he wouldn't talk very much. And so, man, he's just prying out questions, short answers, and finally he says, what? has made you successful and the owner says good choices oh man the reporter's going oh, you can, don't tell me that how did you learn to make good choices and the owner of the business says bad choices that's how he learned that's what you're going to learn hey i hope you enjoy these series hope you enjoy uh tuning in share these if you would i appreciate you being a part of it thank you